Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hi there. This is the first of five letters, I suppose you'd call them. Older listeners might recall something called the Dead Letter Office, and I think that might be apt. What happened is I woke up in the middle of the night a while ago and I grieved for my mother. She died over 20 years ago, so this was kind of unusual. One of the lessons of death is that it is profoundly annoying we can't reach out no more. The best I could do was to get up out of bed and write five what I guess are letters. They must be letters because they all begin, Dear Mum. Dear Mum, sorry I haven't written in a while, but I suspect it's something to do with the fact that you died in 1992. I don't remember it like it was yesterday. I remember it as some distant event on a cold and deserted shore. Hmm. That's not a very accurate description of Mount Monganui, is it? With its long golden beach and the sun blazing over the mountain. The mountain, the mountain, the central fact of life in Mount Monganui, the point of it. The huts of the town lay before it. It grew out of the sand and rose above the sea. There were smooth, beautiful pieces of obsidian to be found on its slopes, the black volcanic glass a vital reminder of its past as something hot and eruptive. Now and then the trees and scrub caught on fire, and the white smoke made you think of lava pouring down its sides and towards the huts of the town. Ancient mountain, dark, powerful, a kind of guardian of the sea. The top of it was the place you'd most want to be in a tidal wave. Emergency sirens would go off every now and then, and I wonder if everyone in town instantly thought to themselves, oh God, let's go to the mountain now. It hardly needed a crisis to dominate your thoughts. It was always at the front of your mind anyway. It was the only thing to really see, the only thing that stood out. The town was flat, built on a sandbar, a thing of wonder to behold in aerial photos, the sensual curve of it and the way it narrowed as it got closer to the mountain, with the sea on one side and the gentle harbour on the other. You could walk from water to water in five, ten minutes. That was at the foot of the mountain, and the closer you got, the bigger it looked, monstrous, more African than New Zealand, and epic. But when I flew over the huts of the town and arrived home the day after you died, the mountain looked like a pathetic dour hump, something small and stunted, and I hated it. I remember looking at it with furious distaste. That feeling took a long time to soften. I didn't blame the mountain for your death. It was nowhere near the scene of the crime when you slipped or fell over or something and broke your hip and died a few days later, just like you hear about with lots of old people. A fall in the home 
and then just not recovering from the shock and the pain and the exhaustion of life. What I hated about the mountain was that it was still there. You weren't, and it was. Every fresh disaster in the world is another example of the truth of Auden's famous poem about Icarus falling from the sky. Everything, he writes, turns away quite leisurely from the disaster. He imagines a nearby hill farmer hearing the splash in the sea and carrying on with his business in the fields. He imagines the ship that witnessed the boy falling out of the sky but having someone to get to and sailing calmly on. Well, that's life, right? That's the way of suffering. I learned that lesson without any kind of calm acceptance or wistful poignancy. I learned that lesson as an anguish. You had died, Mum, but people were able to get on with their day. It wasn't fair. You couldn't do what they were doing. You'd gone, passed away, all the nice terms for death, and they were blithely going about their business in the huts in the town. Above all, above everyone, was that stupid, miserable little mountain, really just a hillock, a fat lump. On the morning of your funeral, I walked to the shops. The mountain watched my every step. It watched over us all, that mute, that dumb ox. I walked to the shops and sat down at the bakery tea room on the corner with a cup of tea and a sweet, almost certainly either a cream donut or a chocolate lamington, and I felt a kind of peace in there, partly because it was comforting in the way old familiar things are. I'd been scoffing donuts and lamingtons at that bakery all my life, and remember it when it was managed by Mrs. Causley, whose daughter Ruth was in my class. I loved the donuts and lamingtons, and I loved Ruth. I'm not sure which I loved more. Perhaps equally, her and the sweets kind of get mixed up in my memory. But mainly I felt calm there because it was where you used to go too, Mum. Somewhere nice to put your feet up after a shop. Somewhere bright and friendly to rest. Meanwhile, just around the corner at the chapel, you had been, this is a good one, laid to rest. I went there the night before the funeral to, this is a good one too, say goodbye. It was a very cold night. The grass was wet. The room was in darkness. The coffin seemed small. But it was nice and bright in the bakery tea room, with winter light shining through the windows, and the icing on the doughnuts, and the flecks of coconut on the lamington were like a frost. I thought of you there, never a big eater, picking at a soft white sandwich warmed by a nice hot cup of tea. Life's not fair, Mum, but you'll be pleased to know that it's never felt as barren or as awful since you died. Nothing has ever come close. I love you, Mum, and will write again tomorrow. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. 
For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. 